Hello, audiences. This is uh, Arcade Radio. We're adjusting our first time ever Twitch config. And so the show will start in two minutes ish. This is Wine with Time Runner. We do keep it family friendly. Um, sometimes guests don't. And so then we accommodate that. But it's sort of tailored around the guest. Okay. So, uh, you know, we. There, we don't need to ne- unnecessarily pepper the language here if we don't need if, if it's not necessary, unless you're really waiting to drop an f bomb, which no, feel free. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. No, I, I actually, I and, and guys, don't don't take this any any way. I, I mean, I'm the furthest thing but a prude. Yes. But uh, my children will see this at some point in time, and they okay. don't need to see their dad doing that. You know. No. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, this is the first time on Twitch, so we're going to keep it pretty G-rated here. Yeah, fair. That sounds great. I I I appreciate that. Thank All right. You. Yeah. Now, if I had, if you if if you were Richie Knuckles, I would have a hard time reining you in. Yeah, but... you know that's the uh, you know I've got I've got all the respect in the world for the guy, but <laughs> I just uh, I, I have to I have to run, I run my deal a little different. So it's just how it is. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Okay. I think we're good here. I'm just not, I'm just gonna ignore people in that chat yeah 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 put that put me back people have been watching you do stuff <clears throat> yeah wait 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 a minute now so uh it's not focused on you right now is that right no it shows the overview config screen in youtube huh. now i see your is it your discord channel i don't know what that is to i thought i had it... this set up so i could do uh a browser window browser dave, source dave from buffalo just said that he can listen to broken token in his car with his five and ten year olds yeah well that was uh, the intent of yeah, this show thank too you. <clears throat> thank you until dan got on it and ruined everything well that's, yeah. that's what we got rid of dan no we didn't do that just... yeah no i appreciate that and we we aim to keep it we aim to keep it family friendly so yeah we you know what we get a lot of feedback about that actually so it's it's something that matters to a lot of people so we keep it. Uh, we keep it straight. Nice. <laughs> Whatever works, I guess. Whatever works. <laughs> and okay. Alive. All right, guys. That's as good as it's getting. All right. <clears throat> I think you should start the show. Yeah. Our chatters are pretty clean too. Of course, I have like a whole bunch of filters in the chat, so they can't swear. Yeah. I'm in the Twitch chat right now. Is it? Is it the YouTube chat that that you you're in right now? As I would well, stay or? stay in, in the Twitch chat. Because uh, that's what we're moving to. This is just a temporary thing to broadcast tonight. Let people know we're over on on uh, Twitch. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, we may go back, but this is a this is a test. How come I can't just click on my channel and go to it, Mark? Don't you, am I am I on the air right now? You're on the air. For five minutes. Really? What a cold open. It's my channel. I have to click like 18 things to go to this. Do I have to watch an ad? Mike. <laughs> I'm a buddy Mike shows. Awesome. Great. We got Mike in the chat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got Mike and Bob so far. They have represent. All right. Is, is Mike uh, WebDoc? Mike is WebDoc90. Okay. Nice. Yeah, Mike. It's good to know that power supply works, man. I'm I'm definitely definitely going to order one or two myself. So glad to hear it. Oh, you ordered a second. Sweet. 
What's the shipping time like on that? Do you get it within two weeks? There we go. Okay, we're at seven, almost seven twenty. Great. Hey, it's almost the game. <laughs> All right. Eight bit. It's going to be hard to tell who's in who in here if they don't have an account either. So. Yeah, I think you. Uh, yeah, I think you do have to have a Twitch account and be be logged in to chat. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yep. Well, this is broadcasting live on two channels. That's a first, <laughs> and we figured out how to do it. Uh, you know, by seven fifteen ish. That's pretty good. So, uh, start the show. Start the show. Start the show. I gotta move my little soundboard here real quick so that you know people. Oh, I saw that. I saw that move along there. Did you? Yep, that was pretty fun. There it goes. All right, <laughs> it's all hidden away now. All right, let's uh, let's do the show. Sounds good. All right, live from KOIR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is Arcade Radio. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 13 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, March 29th, 2018, and the time is now approximately 7.20-ish Central. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is your host, Adam Strange. I am joined by my co-host, the world's most attractive DeLorean time machine driver, Mark Time Runner Shields, and the guest host of Arcade Radio this week, Mr. Whitney Roberts. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Appreciate you working with me schedule wise. So uh, <laughs> no glad, worries, glad no to be sitting in. We had we have plenty of people wanting to be on this show. You know, we just we just fill in when we don't need you. It's it's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> glad to have you aboard. So um, the first segment of the show is uh, we we do a little warm up and talk about what we've been working on. Just you know, we're all in the hobby. Maybe you're just doing podcast stuff maybe you're working on a machine um you know we keep this part a little bit short just warm up a little bit mark why don't you tell us what's going on sure with me i have been enjoying the allergies in texas <laughs> and learning about uh oh you're not sick you just have allergies and then all that stuff and so that's been fun for me i have also been doing a lot of time traveling um i have stuff in san antonio austin and vegas coming up and I don't think any of them conflict with a Thursday show, so that's a lot of good stuff. Um, that's going to be fun. One of them is, uh, I think, involves beer, and the, and the other that's two good. are convention type things. But nice. um, very busy from this Ready Player One business that's going along here. Okay. Uh, 
So are you just getting invited to bring the DeLorean everywhere then? And you... Well, I have a I have a site, uh, timemachinerental.com, and people find that. <laughs> time so, machine riddle. That's all. Yeah, I don't know if you know that, Whitney, but I own no. a replica time machine from Back to the Future. Yeah, that's 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 sweet. That's sweet. And I own the screen used van from Napoleon Dynamite, the uh, the orange van that the uncle is driving. Yeah, yeah, Uncle Rico. Yeah, that's right. yeah, it's actually pretty strong. If you got Uncle Rico's van. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good, good. I like that. So Whitney's yeah. thinking that's pretty strong. I'm yeah. gonna put that in. You know, that's <laughs> I'm putting that one in the book. That yeah, is do that. Do that. Kick uh, I'm not working on any games. I don't think. Uh, I, I I have a lot of. I have a lot of stuff on my DeLorean that I want to fix and replace. And it, it's all similar to arcade. There's a lot of electronics in there as well that are props. Uh, but that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Whitney, what are you doing? What have you been working on lately in the hobby? Ah, oh, man. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what. It's it's mostly mostly two-prong. Uh, of course, I have, have my own podcast, and that's that's a, a monthly deal that, that uh, me and my co-host Brent do. But... Everything outside of that, outside the podcast I've been working on, is uh, is related to Skyskipper. We're uh, we're working through uh, the the latest part of of that project, and I'm sure we'll get in into that you know deeper as as the show goes on. But uh, we've got a, a conversion kit that we're working on for board owners, and my my teammate Alex and I have been uh, entrenched in that for for a bit. So we're we're making progress on it. So it's it's all good fun. Nice. All right, well, we'll talk a little bit about that more later. Sure, sounds good. So I guess it's my turn, huh? Yeah, what are you doing? Well, last weekend there was an arcade swap meet here in Minnesota. It was pretty pretty cool. Uh, a bunch of guys brought parts and bought and sold and traded parts all weekend, well, for a day over at Paradise Arcade, actually. So Inside or outside? What was the weather like? It was freezing, and it was supposed to be a snowstorm, but it didn't snow, and then we were inside, so it wasn't bad at all. Hmm. And then, uh, so I got a few things that are kind of cool. I got a Willis uh, control panel overlay for Donkey Kong that's in pretty decent shape. And then I got an original um, uncopyrighted Nintendo control panel uh, overlay. So I'm going to mount those on the wall side by side so you get to see the ugly Willis art and the uh, and the real Nintendo art. I also got in the box a Pac-Man Plus conversion kit, complete with sticker instructions, uh, and the um, and the what do you call it? The little chips that you replace uh, on the on the Chick- daughterboard. Chicklets. The little chicklets. Chicklets. Yeah, those little chip. Those little um. Those little in- buggers. Those little integrated circuits. Like gum. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I got the chips. I got the instructions, and the box says Pac-Man Plus kit on it. It's straight from Ballet Midway, so I don't, I don't, I might like unfold the whole thing and then mount all of it on the wall instead of putting it inside a machine. <laughs> I know I feel like that about my journey, um, my journey MP3 kit. I, I feel like I should find like a deep frame and then just put it out there. You know, it's funny they they do make a little shadow box uh, uh, what? frame you can buy. Uh, over, just go over to Michael's, and it's about an inch and a half thick. Oh, I thought you were saying that no. Armitage somehow decided no. to make a shadow I, box. I could say yeah, I, I made one specific. I think it might be something specific for just that cassette player, which <laughs> that would be pretty. That'd be pretty neat. <laughs> are you are you talking about mounting the cassette player or the kit? Just the kit because it's so beautiful. The I have, I have gotcha. the laser etched version of it. The blue one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, did you buy one? 
No, I don't have a journey. So, well, I don't have a journey either, but I have the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people have journey, just different pieces and parts of journey. How about that? It's yeah, weird. I, I think I have more quantum parts than I have journey. Oh parts. yeah, yeah, I've got my fair share of quantum parts as well. So yes, but I have no quantum. Right. I, I also here. got a arcanoid bezel for a conversion kit that went into like centipede and. Uh, Atari Centipede and Tempest um, cabarets. So it's a cabaret-sized Arkanoid uh, uh, marquee, which is kind of cool. And then I got a wide-body Mario Brothers, um, uh, what do you call it, bezel. So that's kind of cool. I mean, I didn't pay more than 10 bucks a piece for any of this stuff. I got like a, that's a good deal. Yeah. It came out okay. Got a Karnov... Uh, uh, marquee because that game is ridiculous and the marquee is funny. So I'm not going to ever get the game, but I might hang the thing on the wall. And, uh, I always loved the animation of that game. Yeah, I just yeah. thought the way that, that Karnov moved and everything, it was yeah. just really, it was, it was really ingenious and the yeah. music was good too. So yeah, I, 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 I agree. That's fun. Um, yeah. And I think that's about, I got one other marquee. I can't remember what it is. And then I sold a bunch of stuff. I got rid of some stereo equipment. I got, uh, I sold an extra Tempest board set I had. Um, so that's going to good use somewhere now. I, and I sold it for 50 bucks. It doesn't work, but 50 bucks is a great price and you can get it fixed. So, but yeah, I had a, uh, it was a good time. And then, um, this week I got a PS4. So I've been, Consumed by Battlefront Two. Oh, do you do you get to pick a character that you get to play, or is it just a random thing? Uh, you get to pick a class of character when you play the multi mode, the multiplayer mode. But if you are playing campaign, you start out as a specific character. Actually, you start out as a little tiny robot, and then uh, you make your way into. Yeah, I won't tell, but anyway, it's a it's a fun storyline so far, and there's a cameo Boy, by Lord, Luke Lord. Skywalker, and there's a cameo with, uh, uh, it's not Mark Hamill, but Billy Dill Williams does reprise his role as Lando Calrissian, so that's kind of fun. Anyhow, uh, enough about that. Um, you think uh, maybe it's time to? Are right, we doing? Are we going out of order here? Are we, oh. I moved the I moved the voicemail up to the beginning. All of right, the show let's let's do that. Forget about it. All right. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if we got a call. Oh, yeah. We do have a call. All right. We got a call. get a, a wow. question from Bob. I, mean, I got kicked in the throat or something. I mean, do we need to stop and get that guy some help or anything? <laughs> I mean, he sounded like he was uh, he was in a pickle. <laughs> That's, you just 
That's one of the best calls. Call <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great. <laughs> oh, you know, he's been on a journey. He's <laughs> So how he ended up in that dojo, I don't know. <laughs> the Cobra Kai dojo. <laughs> They're bringing that show back. Did we talk about that last week? Yes, we did. Oh, it's ironic. very timely. I wonder, I'm glad he thought of that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's uh let's move on to the arcade news. What do you say? Yeah. It's the arcade news with Adam Stevens. Yeah, that's the news cue. So via Polygon, Nintendo respects its own strange past with the new Super Mario Odyssey outfits. Did you guys hear about this Super Mario Odyssey thing? I have not. Tell me more. It's a brand no, new game. And apparently it's there's a lot of Nintendo news in here for some reason today. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's kind of like um what's what is the um what is the weird Super Mario game that came out for the Wii? They made two of them. Galaxy. Super Mario Galaxy. So apparently this is kind of like the sequel to that. So they um they're going to add these two new outfits uh, in the game shop, which is they're pretty basic. And um, one of is one of them is a baseball uniform. Apparently, and I did not know this, but Nintendo of America was like the owner of uh, the Seattle, like the primary majority owner of the Seattle Mariners. Did you guys know that? I did not know that. No, I did not know that. That's news to me. It's weird. News. You know. So I just thought it was kind of an oddball piece uh, of news. And then there's this weird. Um, space version of him so uh via venture beat far cry 5 arcade fans have already remade battle royale and counter-strike maps which is just mind-boggling the game came out on tuesday and i don't know if you guys are a fan of far cry but the first one was amazing uh i think the third one is pretty good and the so maybe every other is good um but the fifth one people have already made maps for it uh, via Nintendo Life, Tozai Games has surprised everyone by releasing Load Runner Legacy on the European Switch. Now, this is actually kind of cool. I was playing Load Runner on the Nintendo Entertainment System just on Monday. And so uh, this grabbed my eye, and this just came out. And apparently, Load Runner was the first uh, video game to have its own level editor. So I don't know if you guys remember, but Broderbund was the creator of this game. And now it's been released on this European Switch eShop. So I'm hoping it comes to uh, America. Maybe that'll give me a reason to buy a Switch. Um, I'm just kidding. There's all kinds of good reasons to buy a Switch, and that's not it. So anyway, and then via Twinfinite, you may have thought Punch-Out got its start on the NES if you're a noob, but the series actually began in arcades. And of course, the Nintendo fans in the room will know that Punch-Out was a Nintendo title that has two monitors and it is really, really cool. So the original Punch-Out will be coming to the Nintendo Switch eShop as well later this uh, month in Japan. So that we probably will see a U.S. release for that sometime soon, which I thought was pretty dang cool. And the last piece of arcade radio news that I have today is via arcade radio, and uh, I was browsing around on the Amazons, and I came across this Game Boy alarm clock, and apparently it's like legitly, it's licensed and everything. So you can enjoy the perfect start to every day and never be late for your next adventure with this fantastic 
Game Boy alarm clock. Wake up to memories of your favorite Nintendo characters. So, um, yeah, really kind of cool. It looks exactly like a Game Boy. The buttons are functional. You can, you know, set the alarm and have different characters show up on the display, apparently. So, you know, that's, uh, that, I think that's all pretty good. That's, uh, I kind of went through the news awfully quick. Do you have any assortment of news? Yeah, it's just you know, it's sort of weird, you know, news of the weird, if you, you know, if you will. <laughs> news, of, news of the weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I think that brings us to our next uh, segment there. Back in '82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Back, back to the cave <laughs> with with. <laughs> Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Yes, there is a problem. <laughs> uh, that was Uncle Rico. That was awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, they got to throw him in there for me. So yeah. Well, and you know, there is a time machine element in Napoleon Dynamite. It's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, I know. Poor Kip never got it to work right though. <laughs> I mean, he almost killed himself. You don't even know. <laughs> I want to buy one of those. I mean, I think it's just a plastic box with crystals, but I think it's know. great. Napoleon's like, oh, yeah, kills, kills. <laughs> yeah, fantastic movie, man. Cold classic. <laughs> I love the. I love the thing about that movie, and people get this wrong all the time. Is is Napoleon? Uh, Never takes the Lord's name. No one in that movie takes the Lord's name. In no, it's totally a G-rated movie. Yeah, they, it's totally like, G-rated. So it's like, gosh, you know, and, and when people try to imitate him and they do, God, that's not right. You don't, you, you're yeah. not listening. You didn't get it. The whole point is, is that they're like in this weird rural throwback community where nobody swears. So, nope. it's, but it's, and it's, and it's even that much more funny. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. The, the whole thing with the farmers and where they were where they were drinking the eggs after <laughs> after working all day and stuff is like oh that was oh it's tough to watch but very very funny. Oh, I thought you were gonna go. Oh, it reminds me of home. Or yeah, I'm like, like what? Nope, nope, not at all. Not at all. I'm good okay. on that. That's funny. <laughs> reminds That's me funny. of home. Uh, okay, so let's get into this. Uh, our date that we're going back in time to March 29th, 1986, a mere 32 years ago. Uh, in the arcades, Ikari Warriors, a vertically scrolling run and gun em, shoot 'em up, developed by SNK, was published in North America and Europe by Trade West, released this month. Um, it was originally titled Ikari Fury in Japan. It was the first major breakthrough U.S. release for SNK. Uh, the two-player mode. Have you ever played uh, your uh, Ikari Warriors uh, with those rotary joysticks, Whitney? I can't say that I have, man. I I mean, I remember playing Akari Warriors back in the day in the arcade, but right. it's just not it's not a game that I see very often. And when I have seen it, it they look pretty beat up, and they just don't look they, they just don't look right to right. me. So I have a hard time. Quite honestly, I'd have a hard time saying what's actually right for Akari Warriors. Right. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if I see yellow controls that twist, I mean, that would probably be my only uh, tell. I think. Um, well, that was all I had for arcade news. It was really a slow month in 1986, uh, but at the box office, Police Academy 3 back in training was holding on to the top spot for a second week in a row. Uh, what, what was your guys' favorite Police Academy movie? Or did you, did I think you I really liked Seven. Seven? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Man, it's a running joke on on uh, on my show. Uh, I I see no movies. I've seen no cultural culturally relevant movies at all. So I can't even say I've seen uh, seen any of those. So uh, shame on me. I think only the first movie was good, and all the others were just lame <laughs> imitations. So yeah, that's, that's probably that's right. how I'm gonna answer. Yeah, probably right. <laughs> Says the Malbec drinker. Yes. Oh, such good Malbec, everybody. Um, probably from Target. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, on TV, on ABC, we had The Love Boat. On CBS, we had Airwolf. And NBC capped off their must-see TV evening with a fresh episode of Remington Steel. Which, Excellent. to me, was like uh, James Bond every Thursday night. Just not as cool. But yeah. Not as cool, but <laughs> it's weird that he became James Bond, which is kind of strange. He did. Yeah, that's that's irony for us right there, isn't it? Quite. Quite. Yes. They never could fit Stephanie Zimbalist into the movies. It was very upsetting. You guys do know that he was offered the role and couldn't because of Remington Steel, right? Yes, they decided to yeah. pick up the season, uh, even though the show had basically been killed, you know, his ability to get in there. Who, who got James Bond in that case? Was that Dalton? Timothy Dalton? Yeah, yeah. And he had yeah. some terrible writers. I liked him as Bond, though. I thought he was good. Just thought, yeah, really, really, yeah. you you like Dalton as Bond? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to fight? Yeah, do you want to fight? I liked. <laughs> you want to fight? <laughs> no, no. I yeah, think I it was don't. a great Bond. I think he had crappy stories. I mean, why is Wayne Newton a bad guy? That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's fair. I think he. Was, I think he was probably one of the most under underutilized Bonds. How about that? I, I. I just don't think he got enough of a run to to really right. grow into his own. I also think that. He was sort of a throwback in a way because uh, he came on in the late 80s, early 90s, right? Um, maybe just the late 80s. I can't remember. So, you know, and he, his hair was large uh, even for the 80s. You know, he looked a little bit more like a 70s guy. So, but as an actor, I, I find him to be a fine actor. and I really enjoyed him as a Bond. But this isn't about James Bond, is it? Hmm. I mean, it's not. Well, it could be. It could be, but it probably shouldn't be. About that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I went to that concert. Okay, there so. would be some good James Bond uh, video games if they could just focus. Right, right. I mean, what Goldeneye? Yeah, I loved right. Goldeneye. Hmm. You didn't like that one, huh? Never played it one time. I, I Whitney or play Goldeneye ever? No, I have not. Ah. I have not. I mean, I mean, I've I've heard so much about it, but I never I never played it back in the day at all. So okay, okay, two for two, two for two. Now, now we're gonna. This uh, is a deep cut. Just before the interview begins, uh, we have one last segment. It's called "What's in the Juke." Oh yeah, and we and, we love to play the intro song for it, right, Mark? <laughs> I love to watch your facial expression. <laughs> <laughs> Shakes his head. We do not love blushes. To play song. It's Adam so has funny. like a super jumbo sized version of it. <laughs> Hello which and we welcome never to play. What's in the Juke. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, I, I have no idea. I, I've drawn total blank. So. No, no, that's no, that's, that's the intro music. The, that's the, yeah, that's just the terrible intro to the. Segment. Oh, the terrible intro. Yeah, okay, that was a bumper. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. If you know what that <laughs> is, you win. You win. How about that? Yeah. 
<laughs> if you could guess that song, that would be amazing. But I think it's yeah, like a yeah, that would free. <laughs> that would be yeah, exactly. That would be impressive. Oh my god! No, can't do that, fellas. Sorry. <laughs> okay, this so is going to be got interesting. 10 songs, yeah, fairly randomly selected. Uh, there's some lo- real jewels in here, and there's a couple stinkers. <laughs> oh man, I oh I just yeah, I'll, I'll have to play a couple of these. Adam's um, in charge of the audio, so well, you know. And while we were, while I should have been populating the um, jukebox with the the songs, I was busy uh-huh. screwing around with audio and video. So um, right, so that we could get our dual stream going. The lucky thing is, is that every one of these songs you picked again for the third week in a row is in my is in my yeah. collection. Yeah, so I don't have to go out on the YouTube's and find it because. <laughs> It was you, in the top ten. It. That's an amazing collection if you've owned if you own all this stuff. Yeah, I have I think I mentioned before I have like forty thousand tracks. I used to mm. DJ, so Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. So I, I have a fair number of yeah. uh, of tracks. Oh oh uh forty thousand tracks. Wow. How much space does that take up, man? Not much. I mean I have a two terabyte drive and it doesn't take up that much. Yeah. Okay. So, um, it depends on how much you compress them. I, I actually don't compress them much. I put them at three twenty. Yeah. So that's pleasing. Yeah. You know, be driving through a, a Chevy Colorado yeah. at a high rate of speed and fifth gear, and and I wouldn't even notice the compression. Are the chatters uh, antsy to play? Well, S fifteen hundred says he could have won last week's episode if he wasn't in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is a really good song. Okay. The first one? No, well, yeah, actually most of these are really good. But the last one is a there's a couple of deep tracks here. So, Deep Tracks. Deep Tracks by Jack Handy. By what? <laughs> oh, that's the Saturday Night Live character, yes. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Um chatters, are you ready? Uh refresh your windows right now. Yes, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> So we have, um, do we have some of the regulars in there? Are they all hanging out in YouTube right now? Well, there's 10, there's about 10 people on Twitch. I had to close YouTube because I was starting to slow down. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You can just leave it the way it is. All right. We're going to play the first, uh, uh, track here. I actually just went to their concert, uh, not long ago, uh, last weekend, uh, or two weekends ago. So... That's a long play there. Maybe a little too long. <laughs> but K- Kelsey's I'm not watching in there. two windows at the same time. Mr. Casey Relford is not in here. Oh, is that him? Yes, he, he is. He's in he's in YouTube. Oh. He's he's in the wrong channel. <laughs> answered. Nobody wrong said channel. anything. <laughs> yeah, in case you didn't know, we're uh, we're we're uh, participating on Twitch today. So we're multicasting because we can. We're streaming on two channels, one on YouTube and one on Twitch. OMD, if you leave, uh, S1500. S1500 got it. He beat uh, Casey on the YouTube side. He gets a, a full point for that? Or do we, are we it's a one point for... OMD. It's a full point. It's a full point, and you get a half point? Are we just doing two points per thing to make it easier? No, not until the end. Oh, yeah, because we got to up the price, right? right. Yeah. Uh, S1500 says he had tickets to see them, but his friend showed up too late. Ugh, well, 
I would have a- gone in and said, hey, I stuck them underneath a car. You go get them from there. Yeah, it was an amazing show. So. If You Leave, that was from um, Pretty in Pink. No, yes. No, no. That was from, uh, was that from Pretty in Pink? I don't know. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah, Pretty yeah. in Pink. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, orchestral maneuvers in the dark. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I'm not looking this up on you know, no, it's fine. at all. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to cheat. Here we go. Next track. OMG. Got it. So it might be low. Is that the right one? I pulled the wrong one, didn't I? Sounds right. I'm going to leave that and see if anybody gets it. No, that's it. <laughs> no way. Yeah. We've had clips shorter than that, uh, and people get it. Do they? Yeah, it's that's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Mike Agent, and the Mechanics. Oh, the mechanic. Agent eighty three got it. Now, Agent what X song is eight. it? He gets half point unless he gets the other part of it. Well, he answered with Mike and the Mechanics, and and we are waiting. Casey, aha. Uh-huh. Yes, okay. there might but, be a longer delay on the Twitch. I love Agent eighty Agent uh, X. Agent X, the game. No, no, yeah, that's a great game. All I need is a miracle. All I need is a Mercalli. Mercalli. Perfect. Okay, he got it. He got it, yeah. Casey's on the board now with one point. Eight more songs to go. Mercalli. Longest intro to a song. Still going. Will they ever sing? No. I really like that song. It's a great song. That album is great. It is. Yeah, it's a good song. All right, here we go. I'm see if I... <laughs> That's a tough one. Man. Two seconds I played. I'll play it again. Oops, played a little extra that time. You can hear that guitar lick, you know, where he's just... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not beginning it. That is the intro, S1500, correct. You may need a little bit more. I don't know. Uh, Casey missed it. I guess keep going. All right, I'll play it again. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. Here we go. The chatters are... Again. Again. (laughs) Hearts? Are you kidding? Swing and a miss. If you own arcade games, this is a, this is a very standard bada, 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 arcade. Bada, 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 so wing bada. Can it? He can it? He can it? He can it? Hi, puppy. You're still asking if it's heart. I'm like, it's not heart. <sighs> Wait, yeah. wow. There's a long delay. I don't know if we can play this show, uh, play this game on Twitch. Where's Randall? Well, he's probably trapped in YouTube, wondering where everybody is. <laughs> well, I, I picked up over there. this is a hard song even if you're a big fan of the band journey is correct or junie or johnny (laughs) oh randall's on family vacay vacay. (laughs) yeah well you do have to do that every once in a while 
Right. I think we're gonna have to just hang it up if nobody can guess it because we gotta get to we gotta get to our guest. No, only the lonely is incorrect. Be good to yourself. Here comes the next one. Okay. Well, this one's tough too. I'm gonna go to the middle. Here we go. It's not. Oh yeah, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, that is. I don't know. Close, but no, it wasn't Rockin' America. It's good to yourself. Pet Shop Boys, West End Girls. Casey got it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Casey, you're the man. And, and Ryan got it shortly after, so that's kind of yep, cool. Yeah, that's it. All right, so uh, this one is... Uh, this, I'm only going to play the intro on this one. <laughs> Tried to say Kelsey. <laughs> I'll learn to say it, Casey. I pro- uh, Kelsey, I promise. <laughs> I did the same thing to him for like weeks. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. Or... Anyone get this one? We, we may have talked over it a little bit. Try to sorry, get... that was me. I'm sorry. Andrew. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Andrew Baldwin. Andrew Baldwin, Collins, got it. It wasn't Genesis, it was Collins. Yeah. Sweet, Phil Collins. Uh, the next one. <laughs> one second. Sound like some keys jingling. <laughs> I'll play it real, real loud here. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some serious uh, lag going on between the comments. Yeah, there must be. It's like Ryan has got to be close to 10 seconds behind everybody else, if not more. More, he says, more. What is he, on his phone? No one is to blame, Andrew. Look at that. Oh, Ryan pulls ahead with, he gets both. So uh, Andrew gets ha- uh, half point, and Ryan gets half point. Do you Wait, see is Ryan S1500? Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Sorry, Ryan, I busted you out. (laughs) (laughs) That was close, though. That was close. And Ryan's got the right idea. Just type the whole dang thing out, because, you know, if you wait to type the artist, you're going to be done. Yeah, get it all in one line. Mm -hmm. Wow, so that was great. That was just one second of the song. (laughs) Can you believe that? I'm pretty sure the radio they started was good stuff. Yeah, sorry, Ryan. I went to this concert too. It was awesome. All right. Does he sound, does he sound the same? He sounds both OMD and Howard Jones. If you guys get a chance to see them, they sound exactly like they did in the 80s. They just sound wonderful. Cool. Unbelievable. Okay, here's this one. You, it's going to be another two seconder, and someone's going to get okay, it. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, that's the outfield. Oh, the oh. guests got it. The guests got it. All right. It on the board. But who's, what's the name of the song? Hurry up. Um, uh, oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> oh, I did, Casey I beat know. you. Casey uh, beat you. It's, it's got Josie in it. I know that. So, <laughs> your love. I that's part of the title. That's Your Love by uh, the outfield. That's great. Okay, Your Love. Okay, yeah. <laughs> know, the, yeah, yeah. know the song when you hear it. All right, next one is why um why can't we hear this song? Okay, here we go. 
<laughs> well, it's Van Halen walking at this be love. <laughs> ah, yes. So he's trumping our audience because they're like 20 seconds behind, but that's okay. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. I enjoy the guests that can, uh, you know, run with them. This Ka- is awesome. There you go. Casey gets a point, though. He got it first. Okay. So, yeah. Wait, I'm giving the point to Casey and not Whitney? Right. Well, you can give one to Whitney, but he, no fair. He's on point. He, he's, he, he gets, yeah, exactly. He gets twenty second. All right. Yeah. This it's, is it's way immediate. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll concede my points to the audience. How about that? And then they they can they just everybody just fight fight amongst themselves. How about that? That's good. Here we go. This is a tough one. It's a weird intro. I swear it sounds like something from Peter Gabriel. This is where they started on the radio, right here. Right, yeah, they definitely never started that. Yeah, here you go. (laughs) (laughs) I love that song. Yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) Someone's going to get this. It'll be Casey, probably. Let's see. We're just <laughs> watching and waiting. Who's Johnny? That's right. Casey got it from like a two second clip. And who's the artist? This is tricky. This is tricky because you, if you could answer wrong. Menudo. No way. <laughs> no, it's not Menudo. Oh, looks like Ryan got the uh, other half. Yep. Ryan Isn't gets really Eldebarge. Eldebarge. Wow. Correct. Yep. <laughs> Oh, short circuit. I can honestly say I've not heard that song. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's from oh gosh, wow. Short Circuit. That's right. Okay, so th- there's one song left, and then we'll get to our guest. And I think we should make this song worth five points. All right, five points and, it is. And, and, and Whitney can't guess because, you know, we'll try to make it fair. Okay, uh, sounds Casey good. leads with 4.5 points. <laughs> so <laughs> right. he'll blow it out the water. Here. Yeah. He'll I'm blow just it out the water. <laughs> Ryan has two, and Andrew and Whitney are tied with 1.5. I'm going to play just a random part of the song here. I don't know what I'm playing here. Okay. Hmm. There you go. That's a, a crack pr- on the sea. Yeah, that's a pretty good uh, clip right that's there. That's a good one. Yeah, that's the second uh, verse, I believe. Yeah. Let's see here, <laughs> Whitney wins. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. Not pretty in pink. No, no, but, not but... Menudo. Yeah, Menudo. Menudo. <laughs> Casey, Casey's close. Uh, he has the right idea. His, his lizard brain is telling him right now that that song has something to do with John Hughes. Yes. But not Pretty in Pink. Not Echo and the Bunnymen either. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wow. No. No, didn't, no they didn't do it. They didn't do a cover of it. Mm-hmm. You should start the... You should play the very... They still haven't figured it out. Play the no, very beginning. I, I, I have zero idea. Or I'll play the very beginning. This is... (laughs) 
Oh, that's a good guess, too. But no. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, the Water Boys is a good guess. It's been a while since I've heard them. The, the, it was a great guess, not the right one. Spandau Ballet? What? That, again, Lizard Brain. You were so close. 16 Candles. I'll give you that hint. Here we go. He's calling in the ringer. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think this one would be hard. I've heard this song a lot. So somebody has got to get it now. Mm. Yeah, just... Some emo. Yeah, no, nice. the emos didn't even exist. No, there was no emos back then. <laughs> goth wasn't even around yet. Sorry. Yeah, we didn't even know we were goth. British guys crying. No. Oh my gosh. Someone, I think we're going to have to throw this out. Andrew's having a little masculinity issue here. What? Everybody cries. Thompson, Thompson twins. twins. Thompson it, twins. It, we got... it, 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 the twins, is it? It is, yep. It is. Oh, it is. Wow. Yeah. Kelsey. Got it. Nailed got it. it. They got half. Yep. And it just needs to get the name of the song. I gave, yeah, because even if he gets two and a half, he still wins, right? It's over. Yeah. If you were here, yes. If you were here, yes, yeah. that's that was it. So that's that concludes cl- that, What's in the Juke? That's the, play uh, the closing song and 16 Candles. We and, should and tell play, them. Now play that little bumper. That da, 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 da. That's <laughs> the end of What's in the Juke. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's terrible. Casey's like, sweep the leg, Johnny. (laughs) It's time for an interview or something. What do you say about that? (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Right, it's ready to do this. Wait, we have an intro for you too, somewhere around here. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. I don't often get intro music, so I'll take it. Here you go. As long as as long as it's flattering and catches my good. Drum drum roll. Here you go. Welcome to yeah. the show, Whitney Roberts. Yeah, thank you guys. Good to be here. Appreciate it. Boy, you didn't think it'd take it that long to get here. We still have a whole hour to interview this guy if we want. Oh my goodness! I went through the uh, news as, really fast. As Kelsey, I have no problem filling an hour, so it's all good. <laughs> Kelsey, <laughs> I love it. He does it too. He probably gets that all the time. Um. <laughs> so. Uh, Let's uh, let's go with the first one. The first question that we ask a lot of our collector guests: Give us your arcade origin story. How did you become the arcade hobbyist you are today? Okay, that's yeah, that's a good question. So, uh, just real quick um, background on me. I mean, I grew up I grew up in the country, grew up on a farm, and so. Going to the arcade was a weekend uh, excursion for my little brother and I, and uh, we would always we would go to a local arcade, 
while my mom was at the grocery store. And so she would drop us there, go right next door to the grocery store. And that's back at a time when parents could do that and they could trust that their kids would be okay. And my brother and I would take a weekly allowance and uh, spend it in this arcade. And then uh, that we went to, it's called the Galaxy of Games. I'll, I'll never, nice. never, ever forget the place. It was. And it was, it, it was, was in a mall or what did you, where was it? A grocery store? No, no, it was right next to a grocery oh, store. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, just just like next door to a grocery store. Galaxy in, in of the, Games. The same shopping center. Well, that's interesting. There's a there's a website called Galaxy of Games now. Yeah, and I, I doubt it's... I'll have to look at it. I doubt it's the same one by any, by any means, <laughs> yeah. but this one was neat. It was the epitome of what you would think uh, an arcade back in the early 80s would look like. It was uh, one long... Bowl, there you go, one long bowling alley-like room, and it was dark, and... It had uh, pinballs on one side, and uh, all the all the games that uh, I've now uh, now been able to hunt down on the on the other side, and you just walk around and play. It was it was fantastic. It had a soda fountain in the back, and it had the little press board, high scoreboard, and all that kind of stuff. So oh, fun. I mean, I, I didn't really get to play a lot of games, you know, throughout the week. So for me, gaming was a weekend. It was a weekend treat, and it. It just made an instant impression on me, and I've carried it forward pretty much my entire life. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So to dovetail off that one, uh, let's talk about your collection then. So you uh, you have this collection of games that's kind of based uh, off the games from that particular arcade. So what what was the first one you went after? Uh, oh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, easy to answer Donkey Kong. It was <laughs> it was literally the very first game that I remember walking up to and putting a quarter in, and uh, that game that that game just it, immediately it just fired off something in in my brain, and everything else just kind of compared to that. And I know that may sound like a bit of a a cliched answer in in today's circles, but I mean it is the truth. I mean I'm I'm answering you 100% honestly. It was Donkey Kong caught me from quarter one, and then everything else is just kind of is just kind of built off that. Uh, I, I mean I don't I, have... I even remember what I what I even remember seeing the you know just the the, the girders and everything floating in what looked like midair because the whole yeah. arcade was dark and. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell that it had a that it had a TV screen in it. It's just it was just magic to ah. me. It was it was awesome. Very Never cool. Never forget it. So Donkey Kong is actually the first game that I ever laid hands on in a pizza parlor, and yep. so um, that wasn't the first game I went after, uh, but it was the first game I played, and it was a red yep. one actually. Yeah. Um, so was yours a blue or a red? Do you remember? If it was a red cabinet, uh, that one that one was blue, okay. uh, most certainly blue, and and I, I had no idea uh, about the nuances of red versus blue and Me neither. The different yeah. colors of the Nintendo cabinets until yeah. getting you know until getting a bit more steeped into the hobby. Uh, all I ever saw was blue and orange, Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Junior, and that yeah. was it. And Popeye, yeah. so that is all I ever saw. Awesome. So then, yeah. from there, your collection grew. What did you go after after that? Uh, you know, I, I will freely admit that early on into, into my time in the hobby, I, I, I was not very discerning at all. I mean, I went through, I went through a phase where, where emotion, uh, ruled and I, I just wanted to establish my collection and I never, I mean, I never went after what I would consider kind of trash games or anything like that, but I certainly picked up games that, 
that I thought, okay, I'll, I'll put these in, in the restore queue. I'll work on them later. There, it's a game that I would like to have. But it, but some of them, well, actually quite a few of them, I just didn't, I found out later on, I just didn't really have a lot of passion for. So I've, I've been on a goal where I'm trying to uh, kind of pull it down a little bit now as well so all right well let's okay so that's cool so let's go through what you have and then we're going to talk about the 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 one you mentioned earlier last so oh yeah fair enough sky skipper it was is one of the reasons we brought you here and yeah and so let's talk about that one last but everything else okay run down the line and, and tell us tell us what those mean to you a bit too if you don't mind give us a little bit of background on why you chose those games yeah sure so i i'll I'll talk about the games that that I that I have I guess some fondness for or, or that I that I plan on I, I guess kind of keeping in the arcade long term. Uh, first and foremost, uh, all all the Nintendo games that I have, and that's that's Donkey Kong and Junior and, and Popeye and Donkey Kong Three and Punch Out and uh, and so on down the line. So uh, R Type and and a, and a few others uh, versus Cabinet and and so on. And then of course Skyskipper. We'll, we'll certainly get to that. But um, on the but on the arcade side, gosh, uh, Mad Planets, uh, Zookeeper, Food Fight, um, Robotron, Sinistar, uh, Pole Position. I've got a Pole Position cockpit. It stays. Uh, Gyrus, um, man, Miss Pac Man, Centipede, Missile Command. It's it, I, <laughs> I've got like I've got uh close to 50 games and that's probably the reason why i need to call some of them down so oh. it's it, yeah if i rolled through my entire collection i'd be here for a bit but it's 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 one of those things where after being in the hobby for a while you 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 tend to figure out what you like versus what you don't really want to want to keep oh satan's hollow that's definitely a keeper oh, um, my Tron's, yeah my tron's going to be a keeper for sure okay. rally x that's a keeper um so, so you know it they I mean, a lot of the I've got I've got quite a few Atari vectors, and I'm going to wind up keeping a few of those as well. But I don't think I'll keep all of them. Um, in fact, I've probably going to I've got a Star Wars I'm probably going to sell at some point soon. So that one will that one will probably be on the block. It's an upright, but it's I think it's about time for it to go. Right. Well, I mean, your timing couldn't be better considering the market's up. And yeah, you know, if you had decided true. to thin your herd out five years ago, you probably wouldn't be able to afford that vacation or new car or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's wild because if I go back at, I mean, I've got a spreadsheet where I keep track of what I pay for all my games. And if I go back and look at what I paid for, um, I, I'll just, I'll just pick one out of, out of thin air, like, like my food fight versus what they bring now. It's, I mean, it's, a, it's, uh, it's, it's wild. I, I mean, I never would have thought it, but it, you know, I guess it's, it's good if I ever wanted to get rid of it, but, uh, right. fight stays. That's, that's a keeper too. That's a keeper too, and I'm assuming it's an upright and not a cocktail. It is an upright, yes. yes okay, it's an upright. Yeah, it's, it's it's in good shape too. I was very fortunate when I when I found it. So, it's a it's a fun game. I love it. Awesome. Hey, welcome back, Adam. What? Yeah, we um, on the stream. Your video actually never stops, so we got to see your empty chair for like four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I had a problem in the kitchen. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, that's because it's going off my camera. Fire, you're okay, man. That's good. Oh, that's pretty funny. I had to go to the bathroom, really. Oh, I see. No, that was a great. Uh, that was a great list of 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 games, and it works so much uh, better I, I with like audio. The, Why is Bob Zarzadek in there? Bob Zarzadek likes to chat with people. Uh, so I hear. Yeah, Bob's in. 
That's weird. Bob's in. I wonder if his neck's okay. Hey, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna ask him. Wait, what? What? What's your uh, Whitney? What's your like uh, game that you need to get in there that you've been uh, looking for? Like, do you have like a top three of those? You know, Mark, I'll say that, I, and I, I don't, man. I every time I answer this question, I, I feel like it, it's kind of a deflating answer. Uh oh. But, but quite honestly, I've gotten pretty much everything that I have set out to get. I would say the only thing. There you go. Yes, I do not have a hell of fire. I would definitely like to get a hell of fire, no doubt. I'll take my finger and point it right there at the camera, okay? Because okay. hell of fire. I want that hell of fire. But um. But at this point, uh, really, the only things that are outstanding for me are uh, are a couple of older Nintendo titles, and I would gladly uh, gladly hop up off of some of my other games um, in order to in order to find a few of those. But I'm not, you know, I'm at this point in my collection where I'm not actively hunting anything. It's like if it if it comes around, it'll come around. But I'm not. I'm not beating the streets every day like I used to for several years. And, and, you know, and I'll tell you, that's how I built my collection. I mean, if you, if you hit the streets and hit them hard, you'll, you'll find your games. Right. But then after a while, I just got tired of driving around. <laughs> it's like, okay, right. I'm done. I'm done. Maybe you're, all. maybe you're now in a fortunate spot where like somebody, this is what happens to me. Somebody just mentions my name on social media when they see whatever it is I'm looking yes. for. And then that way, like my, all my scouts go and find it for me. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, it's very fortunate. That's how I found my Gorf. And I, I threw a local Facebook group and I had somebody that I know at my daughter's school uh, and, and, uh, and then also a, a family member. They both contacted me and said, hey, uh, here's a Gorf. You ought to go get it. And uh, yeah, I contacted the guy and had it within a couple of days. So it's, it, yeah, I think we've all got stories like that, but I love that. They, they just don't happen often enough. How about that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next on our list of questions is uh, we're going to ask you a little bit about the broken token. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I'll answer any question I can. So yeah, fire away. Well, I guess in general, what is it to some of our guests who may not know that? Oh, okay. So um, that's a podcast. Uh, we're, we're a monthly podcast uh, that uh, that me and my co-host Brent Griffith uh, we we do that show, and we're a bit of a long format podcast, and we've been going for I'd say almost the past five years. We're oh, between wow. four, yeah, we're between four and five years now, up to like ex- episode sixty, I think sixty five or so. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and, and like I say, we're, we're monthly format. And so we don't, uh, we don't, we don't try to beat, you know, beat anybody's schedule or we don't try to try to beat, uh, beat everybody else at their own game or anything like that. We, we've settled into a format and settled into a schedule that, that both Brent and I and our families can live with, because as you guys know, I mean, this, this takes time and it takes time away, you know, from, from everything else, but we love, we love it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, early on, we, tried to, um, and I think we were better at this early on, focusing uh, on local collectors and doing interviews with uh, people that's in our geography, in our in our area, and things like that. We've been wanting to try to get back to that, but um, we're, we're a fairly technical show. I mean, we talk about a lot of, uh, we talk about a lot of technical topics, um, and then we also do current news and, and things like that, and we split our time kind of 50-50 between... Um, between pinball and arcade as well, because uh, 
it, for as much as I love the arcades, uh, I love the pinballs as well. And so uh, Brent's a big pinball guy, as am I. And so we kind of, we kind of, I guess, kind of uh, teeter totter back and forth, just depending upon the month and uh, where our interests have gone that month. But uh, that's us. I mean, we can be found at brokentoken.com and uh, that's the website. It's a, kind of a running blog, um, and it's it's got it's got all the episodes up on uh, up on the website. And yeah, we'd appreciate everybody giving us a listen and uh, an iTunes, uh, iTunes rating and all that. But that's us. That's a great URL. Thank you. Yes, I, we. You know what? I'll tell you. It, it, thank you for saying that. Getting a good URL, you got no. You've got Arcade Radio. I like that. It's it's easy to it's easy to say. It's one word, uh-huh. and uh, in it, you know it it's not going to get lost amongst the amongst amongst all the other URLs. And it's hard to find a good URL. Hard to find a good URL. So yeah. So your your partner's name is Brent. Is that right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Brent Griffith. So. He's he's local to me, and uh, we're we're both here in Louisville, Kentucky, and so we get together and we record. Uh, <laughs> it's funny we record in Brent's basement, and, uh, nice, yeah. and yeah, we're audio only, so we haven't you know we haven't graduated to uh, to doing the Twitch or the YouTubes or anything like that. So uh, yeah, we're 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 all old school, just like our games. So. And do you record and then play? You know, then upload it, or is there a live stream? You know, right now we it is totally recorded and then uploaded, nice. and we use we usually release at the end of the month, and um, so I, in fact I've got uh, I've got the next episode that'll probably drop uh, either later tonight or uh, or tomorrow night, uh, but definitely by the weekend. So uh, so yeah, so so that that's how we do it, and that's how we've done it since day one. And you know, we have talked about doing some live stream shows, and uh, I think we'll I think we'll eventually get there. But you know, Brent and I are, are we're, we're kaji old dudes at this point, and we like <laughs> to say get off our lawn, and uh, we do our show. You know, and uh, it, I you know I think it would be great fun to do it live and to have a chat and stuff like that, and. I think I think we'll I think we'll we'll give that a shot at some point. But right now it's just it's just audio only, old school. So yeah. that's that. Well, yeah. until this week, we were audio only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we. Uh, but no, you, you guys you guys are doing yeah. good. I mean, I, the setup seems like it works well. I like it. Well, it's totally hodgepodge. Uh, we're, we're, it, we're lucky it it's working it tonight. <laughs> we've had worst episodes. We've had worse episodes. I'll tell you that. So. Yeah, our our uh, our start was pretty rough as well. It takes a little while to get into to get into a rhythm, but we we've, we've got it down pretty good. It does. I think, so at this point. All right. So we, did we talk about Skyskipper, or did I skip that because it wasn't we didn't even finish up with it? Oh no, man. Let's if you if you guys want to talk about it now, let's talk about it now. Let's I'm, talk I'm, about I'm game. Yeah. So so let's just assume our uh, audience is a, is is peripherally aware of Skyskipper, but if we could just give the the brief summary and then jump to where you are with kids and artwork for the lucky folks that are able to find yeah. a particular board. And, you know, yeah. and, you know, it'd be cool to hear some of the parameters on that. Cause I need to start going to dig, dig through my PCBs and all sorts of so, fun stuff. Yeah yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So I can just kind of, kind of take, I can just take a few minutes and catch everybody up, I guess, to where we are current status. Um, we've done uh we've done the u.s reveal we did that at the southern fried game room expo uh june of last year and then we did uh the uk reveal uh back in the october time frame of 2017 and so um my partner uh alex crowley uh, my friend a good friend alex crowley uh living over in the uk 
uh, he and I have uh, been on this journey for, uh, gosh, a little over, well, I say a little over time, time gets a little warped, but definitely over, definitely over two, somewhere between two, two and a half years, I guess, if I look back on when we first started talking about this and uh, getting the project together and everything like that, uh, we've done the reveals and uh, I'm sure you guys have seen some of the videos on probably John's arcade, uh, his, his uh, YouTube channel. He's had, he's featured us. He's been very gracious to do that both, uh, both here stateside as well as is in the UK. And uh, at this point you know, we've got, um, you know, we've got a lot of the, I guess the public, I guess I'll use kind of air quotes. We've got a lot of the public, uh, stuff with Sky Skipper kind of behind us now, you know, because all of the all the hoopla is is kind of kind of moved on, and everybody's seen the game at this point and everything like that. So, you know, we've we've accomplished prim primarily what we set out to do, which was get the game back in the public eye, uh, you know, fulfill our commitment, our promise to Nintendo that we would do it in a in in as as complimentary of a fashion towards the game as we possibly could. And uh, right now, it's it's really more so about uh, completing uh, the SkyskipperProject.com website and documenting as much of the game's history as we possibly can. So anything and everything that we learn about the game, uh, you know, we're committed to getting it up on on the project website. And uh, yes, uh, it, you you did come in about the kits, and uh, we do have the art completed. Um, and we're, we're probably going to be throwing in one or two little extra pieces that have not been seen before uh, with the finalized art kits. Um, but uh, we do uh, we do have, uh, and I, I will go ahead and say this, and it is uh, it is public knowledge. It's up on the website. We do have the 12 folks slotted in uh, for the 12 kits that we are going to produce. So at this point, we've we've got everybody that we can take. Now, um, that doesn't preclude, if you find a board, we'll be more than willing to work with you on history and documentation, and, and we do have a PCB registry that we're running on the website. We would, we would love nothing more than to get, get the boards continue to be documented and get them documented and continue that, that process. But as far as what we talked about with, uh, with Nintendo and what they, have, uh, what they have sanctioned us or approved us to do, we're, we're full up at this point. So we're going to do the we're going to do the 12 art kits uh, that that we uh, that we talked to them about and that they that they agreed would be would be okay for us to do and uh, then we're we're going to shut it down and call it that so so th there will be more skyskippers there'll be at least you know at least uh, our two and then then the 12 out there and um, and then hopefully everybody everybody can 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 see those and and get to play those at, at shows or something like that now what happens after that I, I mean I, I'm sure. Other stuff will turn up, but uh, you know that that'll be out of our hands, and and it won't be it won't be us working with Nintendo on that. So, okay, cool. So that artwork <laughs> is safe; it's not going to just get deleted when the twelfth one is printed or something. Oh, no, like that. okay, no, 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 not it, not at all, not at all. That'll <laughs> that, that'll that that goes uh, that goes into the project archives, and um, we will will then turn uh, that back over to Nintendo. And then uh, see what they decide that they may want to do with it, because uh, quite honestly, they they were good enough to us to allow us to come in and do what we did uh, in scanning the cabinets and everything like that. And when we're done with this, we'll we'll take the artifacts and, and we'll probably burn them to a DVD or something like that, and then turn them back to Nintendo and then let them let them do with it what they will. So, so that's a great story, but 
what what is Skyskipper? How did you even find out about it? Well, it I mean it's yeah, it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting story in in that regard. I mean, going through uh going through Mame and, and this is this is something that I I think a lot of a lot of us collectors including myself are are definitely are definitely guilty of. You know, we we've had Mame sitting uh, sitting on our computer, we've had Mame at our disposal for years and years, but you you don't really take the time to dig through Mame and to and to realize just what a treasure trove of history that that program really is. But um, it, it you know it's it's one of those scenarios where uh, where Skyskipper is is a game that didn't really get its I don't really think it got its due until this project came along and I didn't really know the full history on it until I until I had started talking to my partner and teammate Alex because uh I mean I'd seen it in Maine and had played it and and had it had you know known that it was a Nintendo game but I never saw it here stateside I never really gave it much of a second thought uh it was one of those scenarios where um you th- you see it, you ponder on it a little bit, and then you just kind of pass off on it until until th- you know the next game or the next kind of shiny object kind of kind of uh, I guess kind of comes in front of you know in front of you. But um, I'd seen the YouTube videos that Alex had done on the game, and uh, and he and I had started talking because he was on a podcast uh, way back in the day, um, of course uh, with with our podcast and. Um, I reached out to him and, and we just started this dialogue and the more that he and I started to talk and, it, you know, and I told him, I was like, yeah, I've seen Skyskipper. It's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm really curious as to, as to what you're, what you're going to do with it and, and how far have you gotten on learning some of the history about the game. And the more we talked, the more we realized that there was a, a kindred interest in this. And we, we felt like if we, uh, if we kind of hooked up that, that we could, we could make something of this. So yeah, it was it was um it's definitely a learning experience for me as well. So I can't pretend that I had any huge insight into the game, you know, before starting on, on the project because I just didn't and I and I don't think a lot of people a lot of people did. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I'm getting some commentary on the uh, chat, so I'm also oh, it's all su- good. I'm all super I'm superimposing the skyskipperproject.com onto the screen right now, which is kind of fun there seeing images of the game and your story and things oh, like that no, that's so great. if you, you haven't been there go to skyskipperproject.com so you know i don't know if it's a big deal or not but how did you come to find out about this game in particular well it's well i'll tell you twofold just from doing some general research uh in mame and through nintendo and then talking with alex and so, in alex so was this this was a game that was made in japan Yes. It, right. Yeah, it was coded and developed in Japan, and then uh, then it made its way over to Nintendo of America for going through the playtesting cycle. But then it didn't go anywhere. Uh, no, uh, it did not playtest well uh, through Nintendo, and uh, from what our understanding is, they did some limited earn testing of the game uh, in the Seattle and Redmond uh, area uh, and, and probably Tacoma in the areas around Nintendo of America because yeah. that's where that's where it seems like a lot of the historical artifacts have, have kind of popped up over time. Sure, but um, but yeah, so it did some limiting urn testing there, and uh, I, I suppose it did not 
it did not live up to whatever criteria or thresholds that NOA had for it. Well, and, and I'm sure that I'm yeah. sure they pulled the plug on it after that. And Nintendo, I mean, NOA had troubles until Donkey Kong. I mean, they just weren't making a lot of money with their games, you know. And uh, Radar Scope and some of those other games were really just knockoffs of other games, you know. Yeah. Sky, yeah, I mean, Sky if, you, if you go unique, back and look though. at Hellfire and Space, space Firebird, Space Launcher, and all of that, I mean, yeah. you're 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 seeing you're seeing you're seeing games that we as collectors we really like. I mean, especially as a Nintendo person, sure, you you really have some reverence for. But yeah. were they commercially viable, commercial successes? No, no. not even close. No. And and so it, it's interesting to me because this is kind of like the the whole dare I say Polybius story, right, or whatever. So you have this game that supposedly exists but nobody can find a version of it anywhere and then you start doing now the difference is that this is a legitimate game (laughs) and you suddenly can find artifacts you know ads and things like that that lead you to find the game and then you have these these gentlemen that are inspired like alex and yourself who then start reaching out to nintendo and saying look help us out here we want to do something cool you know, and yeah, and yeah. what's weird is they said yes. Yeah, and and that was that that was a bit of a long that was a bit of a long process, and it certainly didn't happen overnight, and it didn't happen on day one. And uh, there there's there was a lot of people uh, kind of in in the background helping Alex and I get to the point that we got to. So uh, it was a team effort. There's no doubt about it. And even though Alex and I have I guess kind of run run the front side of the Skyskipper project. I mean, there has easily been one, two, three. There, I, I can count off eight or nine people just right off the top of my head that that we haven't put in the limelight or did not want to be in the limelight that helped us navigate the waters uh, at you know of and around Nintendo and and get to where get to where we got to. So. Um, yeah, for, for me to sit here and say that, uh, you know, just, just kind of do this and say, oh, Alex and I did it. Yeah, yeah, we, we did. We did the impossible. <laughs> I mean, it, maybe the impossible eventually got done, but it, t- it took a, a group of people in order to make it happen. So uh, Alex and I, and I, I don't want to speak for him, but I, I'll, I will say this, and I think he would, I think he would agree with this. Uh, it does take a team to get stuff done, and, and it was it was probably one of the most satisfying uh, team experiences, arcade experiences that I think I could probably ever have. It was just it was just neat from from beginning to end. <laughs> Casey says that's called pulling a Billy Whitney. <laughs> Is that what that's called? Okay, we'll we'll call that we'll call that that. How about that? I don't know. I um I can't believe I mentioned his name on the show again. I, if we can go one episode without saying Billy Mitchell, Billy, dang it! And can we go a second? <laughs> hey, Dolly's on. Hey, Dolly, what's everybody up? say hey, Dolly. Kentucky what's says, up? Hi, Dolly. Kentucky Hello, says hello, Dolly. Just out of curiosity, Whitney, did we meet somewhere else before, like MGC or Grinkers or something? No, I have not been to Grinkers before. Uh, MGC, and, and I've not been to MGC either. Uh, you know, it's funny. I mean, I've I've done shows all uh, up and down the East Coast, but yeah, uh, typically I do them like on vacation or over sure. weekends and stuff. And I've just not I've just not made it out. I've not made it to MGC or West yet. That was a, that was an unofficial uh, interview question. So 
Oh, is it? Okay, gotcha. gotcha. So are you working on an additional project like this, like Skyskipper? Are you looking on a, another project? Yeah, what's the next Skyskipper? You know, it, guys, I, I'll tell you, it's, it's funny because I, I've been asked that, uh, you know, a couple of times. And, <laughs> you know, truth to tell, I, I, don't, I don't really know what the next Skyskipper is because, uh, I mean, we're, we're, not, we're not done with it yet. And, and I mean, even though we've done the reveals, we have made a commitment to the folks that uh, that have turned up PCBs that we're going to help them. You know, that they have a legitimate claim to to uh, owning a piece of the game, and and we've we've made a commitment to help those those folks out and to try to pay it forward a bit as much as we can. Anyway, you know, working working within the confines that that Nintendo has approved us to work within, and um, and and so we we've got to finish that. Yeah. And then once we're once we're done there, guys, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, quite honestly, I, I think I, I want to get back to fixing some of my games and play some pinball. If you want to know the truth <laughs> of it, <laughs> what's your favorite pinball right now? What's that? I'm sorry. What's your favorite pinball right now? Ah, uh, my favorite pinball right now. Um, I am going to say, uh, you know what? I keep coming back to it time and time again, but it's Tron Legacy. Oh, that's I mean, a good I, pin. That's I, a yeah. good pin. Yes, it is, and I would say my my love to play, and I mean it's one that she'll she she'll she gravitates towards, and we play it all the time. Oh, that's the new uh, the new oh, Star Trek, the the uh, from the first movie. Uh, from from the Kelvin timeline. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's from from the re- yeah from the reboots from like the two thousand nine reboot yeah. forward. So yeah. yeah, it's yeah it's Star Trek and Into Darkness. So someone might be uh, a Star Trek fan. There, he says Kelvin timeline. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm, I'm a big, I, I am a big Trekkie, no, no doubt about it. Uh, so, yeah, so Agent X eighty three says uh, TNA, not TNA, and a bunch of question marks. And and I'll say I I absolutely love TNA, but I, I can't <laughs> I can't count it until uh, until I potentially have it. Yes, that Star Trek. Yes, that one. You got it, man. That one is absolutely awesome. Yeah, so that that the you know if you ever played the original Star Trek uh, pinball machine, not as fun. Um, certainly, too slow. Certainly, kind of slow a, a beautiful game, uh, but it, lots of things wrong with it. Uh, I'm a longtime Star Trek fan, though. Uh, all right, so this is a, a a Star Trek question. Your favorite Star Trek movie from the original Star Trek series movies? Oh, uh, from the original, um, man, I would have to say. Either the original series, or well, if I have to an- if I have to answer, it would be be, be honest, Rathacon. be honest. Rathacon. I have to I have to say the Rathacon. I do. Right. Yeah. That's a fantastic yep. movie. I, I do. I mean, the, the end, it, it, for me, the ending of the Rathacon is everything that makes Star Trek great. Yeah. It, it truly is. Yeah. And uh, I can watch that time and time again, and will almost uh, almost shed a tear every single time. <laughs> I just Star, Star Trek was a big thing for me growing up. I, it's it's near and dear to my heart. It's it's one of those properties that I, yeah, I just kind of kind of gets you in the feels. There you go. That's awesome. Let's, I have uh, this weird thing where share this with you. Uh, right for now. some reason, I snuck a cassette tape recorder in with me to the to the movie when the first time I saw Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan. And yeah. I have a recording of the audience's reactions, and it is weird. Yeah, that was odd. Yeah, I I, I bet it is. I, I bet it is. Yeah, it's st- it still gets you every time. I love the original series too. I, I think that even though it was a little slow, 
to start, I think it was a good story. It was definitely a story that made a statement. I'll, I'll say that. So right. I, I liked it too. Did you uh, catch the new Star Trek Discovery? I have not watched that yet. No, oh. uh, no. And it, because it's streaming only on, on well, here, CBS All Access. So here's I, what I did. Let me tell you what you got to do. They, <laughs> they, have, they have two versions. They have the version where you get the commercials or they have the yeah. version where it's not commercials. Both of them give you one week free. So what you should do is get the one without the commercials and yeah. just pile through it. I did. It yeah. is so it. good. I did yeah. binge it. I finished it in three days. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. It's we have not discussed this. So you like Discovery. I do. I was, uh, you know, Adam every week would make comments and I would try to like, you know, close my ears about whatever it was he was saying. I didn't including do, I didn't like spoilers. some very unusual things that happen, um, which we can't talk about during this show, but uh, yeah, well, I mean, you, I thought it was great. Yeah, you can talk about it. You just can't say the word. <laughs> yeah, there are uh, some words that are used that are very not normal in Star Trek. Right. Yeah. Th- yeah. This much is true. This much is true. I actually, I was, uh, to be honest with you, I was completely disappointed that they used profanity on the new Star Trek because uh, they only did it in that one episode. No, they did it twice. Oh. They did twice. Yeah, I guess. But it, I thought it was all during that same episode. No, they have a later episode where she, she uses the... Uh-huh. The, the, uh, um, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. see, it, it, for, for me as a Star Trek fan, that, that actually kind of disappoints me because they they have never had to do that. And there's no reason to me that, that they should. I but, agree. I, well, you know. well, so here, here's, the, here's my thoughts on it. When I saw Star Trek The Motion Picture... And, uh, you know, it was like, what, 1978, and I was nine. And they used the H word. They mm-hmm. used the D oh, word. They used, they used hell it, on It was shocking series. to me. I yeah. was like, oh, my gosh. Like, why? Those words were bad. <laughs> <laughs> In 1978, for me, at least. Yeah. yeah so sure. I feel like that reaction happened to me then. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, they already sort of blew it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that... There's, you know, I think that there's regular uh, swearing, and then there's there's overdoing ele- it. And there's elevated swearing, and I think it was just yeah, that, over, that's true. It was yeah, sort of over true. the top. I'll certainly agree you know, with there's that. there's a time when you know, uh, let's get the hell out of here. Actually, means something, you know. And then yeah. there's there when you say you know when you cross that line, at least in Star Trek, and this is my own opinion, and some people agree and some people don't, and I mostly Whitney. It sounds like you're on the same page but at least for star trek um that's how you alienate a large population of your audience is you you, indeed you have this show that's family friendly you have this show that it's really about science fiction and human exploration and now you've got now you're tainting it with something that's not meaningful so it's it's just it was disappointing. Do I, did it ruin it for me? Not at all. I still watch the yeah. show. I think it's great. Um, I'll continue to watch it, but I was disappointed. That's all. Yeah. I, I mean, I can understand. I mean, uh, Star Trek's a big thing for my family. Uh, my daughter, I mean, we've watched Star Trek with her. And so it's something that is that we could count on being family friendly. And we would actually talk about 
some of the lessons in the episode. So it's, <laughs> it, 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 call, call, I tell you what, call it an odd way to parent, but you know what? It, it works. So, yeah. and it's, and it's how you keep perpetuating the trackies. So it, it works out pretty well, but it's one of those things we could always count on it being, it being clean and it being something that we could watch from start to finish with no problem. With right. with the entire family, right? Now you're, yep, now you're right. Right. Now well, that, here's, that is not this show. And, here, and it's not, mm, okay. Not just here, words. Here's the funny words. thing. The, the most Star Trek show on, on TV right now isn't even Star Trek. And here's Ryan. He says the Orville. The Orville. Yeah, I love that. Hilarious. I, I love that. it. I, oh, yes. Totally family-friendly. Fantastic. Much. Well. A couple little weird things that, well, it is Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. He has some, a little bit of toilet humor in there. A lot of sexual innuendo. Yeah. So, but other than that, I mean, it's as close to the next generation as you will ever get again. And it's produced by Brian, uh, Brandon Braga and a bunch of the guys that worked on Star Trek. I think Jonathan Frakes directs an episode. There, it has so many ties to the original Trek. It's unbelievable. Oh, interesting. Good. Uh, and yeah. and it, it got, by critics, it's been railed. But by audiences, it's like over the top. I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like the the, the polar opposite of how things usually are with like a 14% from critics and a 90 from audience which is yeah gotcha. amazing oh yeah, yeah i'll look, yeah. look forward to checking it out I, I've, I've heard the same about it as well just fantastic I, I think they're doing 13 episodes for the next season it's going to be great so maybe 14 actually i think they're doing 14 but you know uh give it yeah norm mcdonald's a little a little crazy on the show. Oh, just, just read, that. read the, read the chat, Whitney. Yeah, yeah. Read it. <laughs> Norm Macdonald is a blob of glue, or a blob of goo. He has a crush on an African American woman. Yeah, and it gets, yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's yeah. kind of crazy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty funny. It's weird. It's, it's like <laughs> squeamish humor that you know. <laughs> For adults, I think it's worse than kids. Like kids would just think, well, it's like watching a, an episode. What is it? You know. Yeah. Food fight. Oh my gosh. You didn't answer my question. Whitney, uh, Casey says something about food fight. What's going on with food oh, fight? Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's a long, it's a long running dialogue that Casey and I've had. Uh, I've, I've been looking for parts for food fight joystick for him for easily a year and a half now. And so we're hoping that this culminates in actual parts in June, uh, at Southern fried gamer Expo. So Casey, that's a, uh, that's the plan, buddy. That's a plan. Is that a, one of those weird Atari joysticks with the Atari logo on top. I can't remember. Um, it does not have it does not have an Atari logo on on the ball top of the joystick, but it, it is it is one of the joysticks with the with the bellows, okay. and it, it's it's a yeah it's a very very odd joystick uh, underneath of it. So similar to but a you, Sinistar, or it, it's 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 called a gimbal joystick, okay. and so it's um it's as unique as a Sinistar joystick. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's as unique. So, yeah, it's it's used on uh, Red Baron, and uh, I think there's a, a version of it that's used on one other Atari game as well. But yeah, the, the joysticks just and the parts just go for stupid money. So it's, yeah, they're, they're they're hard to come by. It's interesting. I just played Food Fight at a friend's house last week after the uh, arcade swap, and he has. Yeah, a lot. did you like it? It's one of my favorite. I mean, I wish I could get one. I w- I really do. Yeah, it's such a fantastic yeah. game too. And do you have it? Mark? No, we do not. We go to Grinker's, and that's that's the game we like to marathon on. Man, yeah, that's such, such a, a fun game. game. I don't understand why I didn't know about it, and it's ridiculously fun. Um, it is. 
It is. Is there a port of it on like PS2 or PS3 or PS4? Anybody know? Let me Google that for I you. I don't know. Could you please? I could not tell you. Not sure. Can we just have our listeners do that? And then listeners. Then please. we can wrap up the show in two minutes. <laughs> Instead of hey Google, we can just say hey lis- hey listeners. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> There's a huge delay in the search engine. I don't understand yeah. what's going on here. So okay, so Star Trek and video games. Oh, great, that's a great comedy. What do you think of Star Trek the arcade game? I, I always thought it was great. I, I got to, I got a chance to play the the captain's chair edition uh, several years back, and I, you're talking about the vector, the Sega vector. Game, Absolutely, correct? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's a great game. I I, I think it's fun. It's not it's not a uh, ho, it's not a hop in and hop out type of game. It's one where you, you actually need to put some time towards it and think your way through the game. But I I just I love the fact that it that Sega did it because it's just. It's it's not a it's not a, a quarter earner game in my right. mind. It's it's a, it's a game for the fans. And it's yeah. interesting when you when I first sat in that thing, and I I do have a captain's chair, but needs a little. Oh, rest. nice! It's in, needs wow, a nice! Rest. Very nice. Needs a little love. Um, but when I first sat in that thing, and I put in the quarter, and you hear, "Welcome aboard, Captain." Yeah. You know, it's like all of a sudden you're this, you know, eleven or twelve year old kid. And With you, a grin on your face, and you're the captain of the Enterprise. That's exactly you know? right. And you're That's what we all wanted to be, man. Oh my God, it was just so friggin' cool. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a difficult game to keep mean. running. That's the problem. Yeah, that's true. The monitors on, and, and those are tough. But yeah, but it's a it's going to be. A, I, I've promised myself it's going to be. A, it's going to be done within the next two years, or I'm going to sell it to somebody who will take care of it. So. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Sell it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> what? Something wrong with that? Right, I, uh, I always wanted one. Are we gonna flip it to, in the eighties on my PC? I had to play that terrible <laughs> grid Star Trek game where you know you'd go from one sector and then. There'd be three numbers in it, and if there was a number in the middle, oh yeah, the PC you know, Star Trek game. Oh my god, I do. Yes, I definitely remember that game. Uh, I remember it. It it was a lot like, uh, in my mind, it was a lot like Star Raiders on the Atari Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you remember that game. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I would, I'll appreciate this vector game. Let me tell you. So you <laughs> you got to flip it around now, and um, and tell us. Uh, ask us some questions. What do you, Whitney, what do you want to know about Mark? Well, you know, it's interesting because uh, one of the things that, that, I, that I was looking forward to, you know, hopping on the show is just, you know, meeting some folks from CLOV and, and everything like that. Um, I don't really get to, I don't really get to talk to a whole, whole lot of people on CLOV. I just, you know, just, I don't, don't get a chance to meet them face to face or anything like that. What's, um, it, what's the arcade scene like where you guys are at? So, so I know Mark. It sounds like you're you're in Texas, Adam. It sounds like you're in Minnesota. Yep. What's uh? Yeah, yeah. That's my question to you guys. Uh, five minutes each. What's what's the scene like for you guys? Oh my gosh. Uh, Mark, you want to go first or should I? Sure. Well, let me let me first preface by saying I was in Minnesota for ten years. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, that arcade scene is way way better than my arcade <laughs> scene now. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe uh, I'll. Should I rattle off some, or what do you want to go? Do you want well, to... I feel like, uh, and yeah, I let's think tag should, team but... it. Let's tag team it. Okay. So Minnesota, uh, what's your favorite arcade in Minnesota? Oh, my favorite arcade is definitely uh, Up Down. 
Mine too. Fantastic. Two floors, uh, two outdoor patios, a killer uh, collection of uh, classic games. Let me see if I can do a little. Craft beer selection is amazing. Yeah, craft beer and, and cocktails, full bar. And one of my favorite games I don't get to play anywhere else, ice cold beer. Uh, yeah, a very rare one. Definitely, definitely a rare game. Um, well, there's a couple of people I can play that, but I, I do get to play it there. And um, the pinball selection is amazing. Ski ball, uh, just, just really, really fun. Uh, a true representation of the '80s arcade, I think, in many ways. Cool. Yeah. So they're opening a new location in uh, Milwaukee soon. So this spring. Oh wow! Nice. Maybe like their third nice. or fourth. Yeah. So that's kind of how about how about the collector community? I mean, are there a lot of collectors Ugh. around where you're at, Adam, or, got... or not? Yeah, your name. Minnesota is the worst for a collecting community. We have a Isn't... we have a large collecting community here. Um, there is high competition. One of the problems with Minnesota too is the extreme temperatures. So um, if games went to a warehouse uh, or a barn, they don't survive. Um, yeah. Same thing with Texas. If they get into like a termite area or something like that, you're you're done. Oh, there's a variety of things that can happen. Yeah. You get a wasp infestation. But like, I the, feel like California is the best place to collect. Somehow the games stayed. Or Chicago, it, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because there's a lot of Bally Midway and all that sort of thing. Right. But um, yeah. So here, I think it's really uh, Mark. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's difficult because everybody's on top of Craigslist. Everybody is watching everybody. Uh, well, I was mostly that guy. A lot of people were glad when I moved away <laughs> because I got a lot of good grabs when I was there. I think the best one was the f- turkey shoot for a hundred dollars. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was wow. Pretty neat. But yeah. and that's uh, a fun game too. Turkey shoot's a great game. I know. I'm I'm thinking about trading it in for a crossbow with a 440 multi board, but okay. Um, I, it would be my multi board that I bought into this. So tell me if I'm crazy about this trade. I don't know. It's, I, I like the Turkey shoot, but I mean, you know, I've killed them up, you know, a certain amount of time and it yeah. does require a little bit of work over here. Um, you know, the, the one thing though, I think you gotta keep in mind about the Midwest, even though the weather's bad, they have more games there because I think people were indoors more often during hmm. the year. Interesting in Texas, theory. A lot more outdoor activity stuff. Interesting theory. Yeah. Yes. Because there's not there's not a lot of stuff out here. It's pretty sparse. I think that the competition has just increased over time. Uh, you know, with the the popularity. I mean, this Ready Player One movie is probably not going to help. <laughs> there's always that thought where, <laughs> oh, when Pixels comes out, all the games are going to be impossible to buy. Or you know, Tron, Tron did same... go up a bit after Tron came out. It did. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I mean, know. I don't, I don't really know that it's settled back down either. No. I mean, guys, games just seem high. I they mean, do. all across the board, they're just high. They are. We've been talking yeah. about it for for months. But here, here's the thing: I'm okay with it. That's because you you're in a good place, right? You've got, but if you're you're just starting out, you know, your chance to score the hundred dollar, you know, final fight or not final fight, turkey shoot, super low. No. And, yeah, that that doesn't exist. The two hundred dollar Hellifier cabinet. Yeah, I kind of. So here's yeah. the thing: it's great to be friends with someone like Mark because if you need something <laughs> like a Pac-Man machine, you know where to go, huh? <laughs> right, right. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know I wanted a Pac-Man machine until <laughs> until last year when I needed one. <laughs> or was it the spring? I just happened to have one in my storage bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's good. I mean, I, I've. The collector community here, I mean, it's it's pretty decent, but there is there is competition. Yeah. But 
there's there's been some operators that that you can you can still hit up from time to time and they they've got stuff yeah so yeah you'll find some stuff just nothing nothing crazy it feels like nothing outlandish or super rare though yeah well, yeah, so we have that. We have Paradise Arcade, which is Brian Armitage's. Uh, he's a yep. local surgeon that has, you know, parts and stuff for modern games. And he's been on the show a couple times. Um, good friend of ours. Uh, he's the one that did the the uh, arcade swap last week, which was great. Um, cool. Fantastic guy. Uh, and he has a, a lot of room, so he's got a ton of games. He has two journeys. Both of the Murkeys are signed by the entire band. Uh one of them is actually the journey from Journey's <laughs> arcade tour, or from their from their their. New. Also, he bought their Defender machine because apparently they had a Defender machine on tour. So, um, yeah, you know it's fun to know these guys. It's really cool. Um, Chris Rhodes probably one of the better known. Uh, oh yeah, yep, uh, definitely one of the better known guys yeah, in the yeah, hobby. Just f- phenomenal work uh on on his restorations and and a crazy good uh, fantastic resource and he's the guy that i played food fight with last week he's got two rush 2049s in his basement he's got a food fight he's got a ice cold beer he's got uh he's got a warlords he's got a paper boy he's got uh tempest and a couple other really rare games um and then he, you know, it's just it's always a fun time when you go over there, and he's very knowledgeable. So, uh, Sean Williams, a very well known collector, fetish boy. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, also, super talented. A uh, bit of a recluse lately, uh, but uh, most certainly one of the finest uh, restoration people in the hobby uh, across the nation. Even I would say, if you've ever seen any of his. Uh, Rockola cabinets, they're fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah, they are. They're pretty. Uh, but he, he just has a, a, you know, a craftsman and artist's touch when it comes to putting these games together. And I think he and Chris sort of inspire each other to be better at what yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they, yeah they've got a, I, maybe they've got a, a bit of a friendly rivalry going yeah. on in that regard. So, um, yeah. And, and, you know, and I, um, I've restored my share of games I've gotten better over the years. Um, but I tend to like a little patina on the game, so I'm not so much about rebuilding or, you know, redoing everything on it, but I do want things to not be rusty and, yeah. you know, and I, I'm, I'm, the like, sa- I'm the same way. I, I can, right. I can live with some patina, but I do like nice clean control panel overlays yeah. and bezels and marquees and stuff like that. But I, I don't, I don't get all um, mental about cabinet condition and all yeah, that. And as long as it's not rotting out or the bottom isn't, you know, problem yeah. or whatever you know and then you can you can roll with it star wars i love my yeah. star wars machine uh, i have a <laughs> i have a star wars machine that was sold at a moma auction and was bought by a guy for very cheap because it had been crapped on by a bunch of birds in a barn and he cleaned mm. it up Aww. um and i w- i didn't know that <laughs> until after i bought it but he had cleaned it up uh and it looked great nothing didn't smell funny or anything and uh, I brought it home and fixed it up, and it's still one of my favorite games, and it looks fantastic, you know. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you just need a little elbow grease in some of these games. That's true, man. That's true. Just that in a good shop back. Yeah. So yeah. to answer your question, yeah, it's crazy uh, around here. Uh, there's a lot of competition. Uh, I think that's good and bad. Um, we all know each other. We have a local, a locals Facebook group. That's uh, I think it's. 
I think it's closed, you know, but basically you have to be Minnesotan to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. Or Mark. Mark is allowed. He's an alumni. <laughs> alumni. <laughs> but Mark, tell us what's going on down in Texas. Oh, not much. I mean, uh, the the Game Preserve is the best arcade, um, which and it ties sometimes really if you uh, are able to get into uh, Joysticks Arcade, which is downtown right by uh, Minute Maid Park where the Astros play. But they're only open the first and last Friday. Uh, and the collection, though, at the Game Preserve is phenomenal, and it changes out, and they really care. There's a lot of a lot of great games they even have in stores that they just can't fit in there, and uh, and so that's sort of the the mecca, if you will, if you if you come into Houston, that's like a place that you got to go visit. I mean, there's no amusement parks here, so that's probably the best it's going to get um, yeah, as far as uh, good, pure yeah. enjoyment, everything on free play. And they they have a uh, very uh, quirky people uh, minding the desk that are fun to talk to. They, <laughs> they have a, they have somebody there. She owns a Jurassic Park uh, replica Jeep. So I don't know how that happened, but that's cool. Know. That's actually really cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, arcade market here being as it is, it's still a matter of timing and Craigslist and convincing that seller that hey take the ad down that i've made the offer and hoping that they do it and so yeah. if you can lock in the deal and they honor it and there's a nice etiquette where you, you don't overbid something to try to steal it and snipe it from somebody else you know that that does happen i mean there's jerks out there just like there are anywhere else i think it's yeah. great that your vote for pedro shirt is a workout shirt <laughs> well yeah i mean we're <laughs> we're that right back here we're oh, nice nice we're team napoleon dynamite we used to use the van in races that we were uh you know racing in <laughs> oh my god yep five years in minnesota but then we moved it down here so we'll see what happens <laughs> back in 82 <laughs> how are we doing we got three minutes till the till the yeah, uh, show you know, needs to end two th- minutes yeah we're we're running out of time i think i think it's final thoughts time you know Final thought. You know, yes. it's been it's been great having you on the show. First of all, well, thank I, you for I appreciate being, the opportunity. Yeah. Guys. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for being a guest. And you know, it's been fun to learn a little bit more about Skyskipper, and I hope some of the the audience uh, tonight got to learn a little bit and goes check out your website and goes and check out your uh, podcast. Because when we're yeah, not on, you. we want them to listen to you. Uh, you know, listen to all the podcasts. We uh, we did our, our we did a little arcade hangouts last week. That was super fun. Um, but yeah, um, those guys are a hoot. So I, I, uh, I just enjoy the fact that we're all, uh, part of this large collecting our arcade community. And when something like a uh, skyskipper comes along and you, you make it happen, that's really yeah. inspiring. So I hope, oh my God, Greaseball found us. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for Greaseball. You misspelled Greaseball. Yeah, so it says Geeseball. <laughs> yeah, it does. It says Geeseball. That's funny. Who the heck is Greaseball? Anyway, that's pretty funny. So <laughs> he's this guy that popped on three weeks ago, and now we can't figure out what's going on. So anyway, <laughs> really great to he's have you on the show, uh, Whitney. Any final thoughts on on your uh, on the hobby and and uh, your involvement involvement with it? You know, the the last thing I'll say is I, I think it's I think it's a fantastic hobby. I think it's something that we all kind of make our own as we go, and we all kind of cut our own path with it but i'll say this if there's if there's anything that that we can we as grown you know as grown adults can rally behind it's 30 35 40 years old 
and it brings everybody together through through a common interest i mean it's it's an awesome thing it's an awesome thing and so uh, it's it's something that that has meant a lot to my family you know working on the skyscraper project i mean it allowed us to travel a little bit and you know, my family's seen what it's meant to us and meant to me, and it's this it, is just one of the best hobbies in the world. So I I, I enjoy meeting everybody, and this this is this is a, a great opportunity. I thank you for the time, man. I, I just I love talking to people about this stuff, and I'm just jazzed that people are even interested in in what Alex and I did. Oh, that's great, Mark. What yeah. are your final thoughts for this show, huh? Don't let the door hit you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that. I see Christine walking back and forth in my video. I know. I'm watching to see, you know, <laughs> my wife, I told her, hey, camera's on. Don't come in here. <laughs> I got to put a, like a curtain behind me or something. <laughs> That's right. I need the I need the black curtain, like orange whip. <laughs> you can't see where he's at. Yeah. Uh, so that was your final thought, Mark? <laughs> my final thought. I ho- uh, Yeah, I'll see you guys at... Ready Player One tonight. Oh 10, my gosh! At the Silverado, everybody. When, let's when go. do we finally get to watch it? Anyway, <laughs> you've seen it twice before everybody else can. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it as well. <laughs> looking okay. forward to it. <laughs> I mean, I love you, and I hope you have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so this show is Arcade Radio, and you can find us on the YouTube's. Uh, well, you used to be able to. Now we're apparently on Twitch. That may or may not last. <laughs> may or may not last. <laughs> this was our first live video broadcast. Thank you for being on the show. Subscribe to the audio broadcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. This is my song that I own. That's right. Nobody and I copyright claim to this song. That's right, because I have the copyright on it. Yeah. (laughs) Adam, it was a simple misspelling. (laughs) 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 Please believe I'm the real, genuine, 100% greaseball. Geezer ball. Let's see if Adam can kill two live streams with one stone. <laughs> I think I can. I think I can. All right. <laughs> Peace out and stuff like that. Because, you know, that's what we got to do. I didn't know there was a brass section in this. Ah, we hung up. <laughs>